0: Hello. That came out very Russian. Hello. (laughs) This is my podcast. Welcome to Wait to Panic, Boris. (laughs) Anastasia, please Uh, do intro
1: now before I keep having this terrible (laughs) accent. (laughs) Uh, All right. On that note... (laughs) everyone this is Anastasia and this is Lauren. You're listening to Wait to Panic, a podcast where two friends take turns trying to scare one another shitless. And this week we are on our fourth? Fourth. we're on our fourth. I think it's fourth. um, Scary stories episode where we gather these scary stories of the internet and occasionally you guys send us some and we read them and enjoy freaking each other out and horrifying each other why do we keep doing these at night by the way we are very consistent about that but at least (laughs) i'm not in my parents murder house now that is good that is good you are in a closet though i am but it's my closet
0: well at least it's well known
1: (laughs) and there's no window directly behind me with a branch scraping across it repeatedly
0: i forgot about that. i do have a window directly behind me but the branches don't touch it
1: so that's good you're also like two floors off the ground so that also helps
0: unless i start hearing noises in which case it's just like double bad
1: you're not wrong yeah yeah so what's your happy (laughs) so my happy i can't quite talk about yet but i am quite happy about and you already know what it is i do know what it is but we can't talk about it we can't talk about it um
0: you also have blue hair
1: I do. I have blue hair, and it makes me very excited and very happy, and the number of people who have complimented it also makes me happy, but I did a big, scary thing a couple months back, and I kept promising that I would do something fun to reward myself for it, and yeah, I finally decided it had been long enough, and I was just going to do it. And Yay! Now I have blue hair. Headshakes of glee. Uh, party um, parrot. Party. <laughs> <laughs> We might need
0: to put a video on the Instagram of what Party Parrot is. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Hashtag Party Parrot. Stasia and Lauren dancing weird. Heads only. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my happy is currently Party Parrot, as well as uh, I I had a very stressful week this week, specifically Friday kind of went to hell in a handbasket. It Uh, did. So I I bought a very nice bottle of wine from uh, just the QFC but from a winery that Rory and I had visited a few years ago when we, when we went on a trip down to Oregon. So I knew oh, I liked the wine. Uh it's from Argyle Winery. And is it the Ghost one? It's it is one of the Ghost one. Well, it's the same winery as the Ghost one. It's not the okay. Ghost wine. So it's Argyle Winery has um a line called Spirit House, and those are the yes. ghost ones. This is the Pinot Noir Reserve, and for me, it's spending. It's my. It, it was like a forty dollars bottle of wine, so that is more than I normally will buy for myself for no
1: reason. So yeah, that's that's a good chunk of change on wine.
0: Mm-hmm. I needed a happy glass of wine that I knew would be uh not good. disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Much as I love shopping wine by the pictures on the label, it can be very misleading. A lot yes, of it can not good wine have very fun pictures. They do, and very neat bottles.
1: Very neat bottles,
0: and I just love a weird, shiny bottle.
1: You know, it's rarely disappointing. What box wine? <laughs> box wine is always pretty consistent.
0: It is, but it's also uh, so much wine. <laughs> so much wine for the amount of money you're spending. So like it's. It's such the the inner workings of my soul that say, mmm, quality versus mmm bargain. They're conflicted over boxed wine. The bargain side loves it. The quality side goes, bitch, what the fuck you doing? Stop it. Stop drinking that.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: What about canned wine? Canned wine I quite enjoy, though I'm picky about the brand. My favorite thus far is the um pride month special from house wine so it comes in a rainbow can and i love it and it's sparkly rosé and i and, oh it's so good oh yeah yeah
1: that one is good yeah i like it so
0: i also i also actually um got to have a nice long hangout with my friend and coworker mike while drinking wine yesterday which helped soothe
1: the pain of the day that that does make it better
0: yeah, I hadn't gotten to talk to him in a few months, so well, in-depth talk versus just like a ping here and there with specific work topics—that's not as fun as just having
1: a conversation. It's not. Also, you know what else makes me happy? What? Hearing that your coworkers like us.
0: Yeah. Oh, that was the most <laughs> fun thing. Uh, that was very cute. I heard, that was the same person I heard it from. So Mike was the same person who told me that. Um. Apparently, there was an icebreaker during a meeting that both Brian, who wrote our theme music and Mike were in, and it was what's your favorite podcast and we we got a shout out from both of them,
1: which was That's, amazing uh, that makes me so happy, and we're almost at our year mark, and we're almost at three thousand listens We are I'm very excited which about it is so exciting
0: so much better than I thought we'd be doing at this point i like I expected like maybe i don't know 100 listens oh, you were way ahead of where i was thinking <laughs> i was being very uh, pessimistic uh, uh uh yeah so yeah i'm excited there's a lot of good things just it's a happy saturday
1: yeah i agree okay you want to hear some uh, terrible things oh absolutely because mine aren't necessarily like they're not the scariest but they were fun
0: okay how so, many I'm- do you have today I think I have four. Okay, I have five, but most of mine are long, so I might cut one uh, and save it for a future episode. Fair enough. Here, I'll start off with one kind of smaller one. So all of mine are from Reddit, per usual. Reddit has the best stories that I have been able to find. Mine too. Okay, so this one was posted by rose slime so thank you rose slime for sharing your story and i love I like your name. <laughs> username
1: oh <laughs> uh, that's wonderful
0: okay so it's called who picked me up i was probably oh. eight or nine i was at summer camp my cabin 12 kids led by a counselor and an assistant counselor were walking in a line by some dunes on the beach along the edge of a temporary stream made by the high tide water running back to the beach The two counselors were in the lead, flirting with each other as usual, probably, and I was the seventh or eighth kid in line. I was having fun walking right on the edge of the stream and feeling it crumble under my feet like sugar. Suddenly, I took a step, and more of the edge crumbled than I had thought it would. Both of my feet plunged into the stream and immediately sunk through the bottom to about mid-calf. The saturated sand was sticky like taffy. The water was just above my knee. I tried to take a step, lift one foot out of the sand and go forward instead i sunk a little more i pumped my feet as hard as i could but for the life of me i couldn't get them above the sticky sand again i could lift each one a little but with every pull i sank about an inch lower i lost more than i gained with every step oh yeah (laughs) within seconds i was up to my knees in sand and the water was almost to my hips I saw the rest of the kids pass by in my peripheral vision until the end of the line was about ten feet ahead. I realized that I didn't know how to stop sinking and get out. I thought the word quicksand. Then,
1: like no one was helping them out. Nope, just walking by. What assholes?
0: Yep, (laughs) it's unclear, (laughs) but it kind of sounds like maybe they didn't notice or see. Like maybe this person was like a little bit further away for some reason. Unclear. Okay. Um. So then it says, then before I could get truly scared, I felt strong adult hands under my armpits brusquely picking me up and I was lifted and set back down on the firm sand about 18 inches from the crumbled edge. I scampered ahead to the end of the line, assuming some benevolent grown-up had seen me and helped me out. I stayed away from the edge after that. I didn't want to get in trouble. Only as an adult did I realize there was nobody else around. The counselors oh. were canoodling at the front of the line. The kids were all ahead of me. It wasn't a nice day on the beach and there weren't any other people in sight. To my right was a hundred feet of empty beach and to my left was the stream and the dune. So who picked me up? Oh my. Most uh, of the comments seemed to think it was the rose slimes guardian angel and there's a few other like experiences written of like yeah that sounds like it like a guardian angel will come and pick you up if you're about to fall into harm's way before it's your time and i'm just like oh i want it to be true i hope so i want that to be a real thing also
1: how wild would that be to like if you were one of those kids and you turned around and you just saw this kid fucking levitate out of the street <laughs> of water <laughs> like how wild would that experience be
0: Oh, God. (laughs) Just like, uh, counselors?
1: Carry on.
0: (laughs) We have a demon. We need to exercise it.
1: But that's not a child. Maybe a helpful one? (laughs) Ah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Started off kind of late. Yeah. Compared Uh, to my others. (laughs) Right. Oh, good. Um, Mine are also mostly from Reddit. Um, my first one is from username Nobo, which made me laugh okay. for whatever reason. Nobo. Um, and it was under the thread of, for hikers, what's the the weirdest thing that you've seen or experienced? Like deep hikers?
0: Oh, God. Um, Mine's under ghost
1: stories. Yeah. This, this one just caught my attention for whatever reason. And so it was someone who said of... The countless hours I've spent in the woods, it's the only time, the one time, for only a few seconds, that I can't explain. I'm like, oh, okay. That's unusual, but uh-huh. let's let's see what you got. So, Nobo says, I distance hike when I can. Sometimes this means getting up early or staying out late to get as many miles in as possible. Sometimes walking in the pitch dark with a low light headlamp gets a bit spooky. I grew up in the woods of this area. I have slept under our canopy of stars more nights than I can count. I've trekked thousands of miles of trail, riverbank, lake shore, ridge, bottoms, bogs, and creeks. I've hunted the game. I'm establishing this because it's important you understand. I've heard, seen, and smelt about all this region has to offer in the way of wilderness. My scariest experience, though, happened at about 4.30 a.m., It was late spring, so the first morning light wouldn't be visible in the treetops for about another 30 to 45 minutes, another hour past that until sunrise. At this point, I was on mile five. I'm in a low bottom that's wedged between two steep ridges. The trail I'm on was narrow, muddy, and completely hemmed in by thick underbrush, young maple, and old oak growth. I'm focused on the small light from my headlamp, just one step after another, totally zoned out. And then I heard a loud crack, and I froze solid. This is the part I have trouble describing. 4.30 in springtime means I'm the only thing making noise. No birds chirping, nothing, just dead quiet. Mid-step, I froze. When fight or flight kicks in, you have these immediate instinct thoughts. The thought that instantly flashed in my mind as I stood there, balancing myself into silence, was, if I hear that again, I'm turning around, and I'm going back the way I came in a hurry. Why? Because that sound was not a branch breaking. It wasn't deadfall. It wasn't a widowmaker. I was damn sure I had just heard something intentional. Hearing Ugh. it twice, well, that meant get out of here. To describe it as best I can, it sounded like a decent-sized wooden stick being violently whacked against a small tree. Ugh! <laughs> oh, I don't More... like this. Nope. More a fungobat-sized stick than a baseball bat. The distinction in my head being that this sound was a crack and not a thud or a thump. And I've described it as explosive in the past because it was so sudden, so terribly loud, and I had the sense that it was about 50 yards directly in front of me, and it was loud and clear. Now as I stood there, completely spooked, I realized the soon-to-be-worst part of my situation— I knew where the sound came from, and I knew where the trail went. In about 30 yards, I was going to come to a 180 degree turn and start up the ridge going away from the creek. This meant, as soon as I got the courage to move towards this noise, I was going to have to turn my back to it and get up that ridge. This made me very nervous. My head's somewhere between methine murder to Bigfoot bludgeoning. Minutes passed, I just breathe my foggy breath into my glasses and listen. Nothing. Dead quiet. I've got about 20 to 30 minutes until first light, so I crank up the headlamp and start to slowly creep to the 180 degree turn. Now, when you wear a headlamp into the woods at night, every tree branch in front of you casts a big, black, moving shadow onto the trail, and that didn't really help. I get to the turn and quickly make the bend. I'm moving pretty fast at this point, trying to be quiet, taking tiny shallow breaths so i can listen while humping it up the trail. and then i smell it. <gasps> the stench hits that i can't quite describe. i just imagine wet, rotten death. oh. i've actually, ugh, yeah. i've actually worked scenes where humans have expired in a past life as a firefighter. this was like days old decomp but just smelled strange. I kept walking fast. By the time I made it to the top of that ridge, I was huffing, and the first light was finally showing. I didn't stop moving until full light was out and the birds were chirping. I've heard it in all of our woods. I've smelled it all. I'm telling you, I don't know what the hell I heard. Deadfall, and especially leafed-out branches, make a lot of noise on the way down. I've heard it many times, but I don't know what that sound was.
0: Uh you met a Buendigo that wasn't hungry for one moment. That's what happened right there. Yeah. Oh my god, oh. I
1: hate that. Yep. Did not enjoy.
0: Oh my god, I hate that. Okay. 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 Your turn. Oh, I'm convinced that was a Wendigo. I am so convinced that was a Wendigo. Uh okay. Let's go with this one. Okay, so this one is from user Film Gorilla. Uh, It's called A Terrifying Encounter While in Iraq.
1: Oh, all right.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, It's a little bit long, so bear with me. I was a sergeant in the U.S. Army and ETSing, getting out from the military, when President Bush ordered more troops into Iraq in 2003. I had just returned home to Austin, Texas, when I was summoned into my local National Guard unit at Camp Mabry and told that I was being recalled to the Army, but the unit was already told... Uh, but the unit was already tasked out to deploy to Iraq. I was not part of their unit yet, so the commander offered to give me a waiver to deploy with a government contractor, Halliburton in Houston. I knew that I would make more money as a contractor, so I took the offer. Fair. Not long after arriving in Kuwait at Camp Doha, I began working with the operations team overseeing logistics affairs. We would oversee the daily convoy of supply between Kuwait and Baghdad, a route riddled with IED incidents, small arms skirmishes, and almost constant breakdowns of army and civilian vehicles. Because I was a saw gunner, and saw, as I've had it described to me, is basically a gigantic-ass gun that is called a saw because it's like you saw someone in half with it. Um, Because I was a saw gunner in the 1st Infantry Division while in active duty, and was technically still in the guard, I was often in the convoys manning a mounted weapon that accompanied the mostly civilian convoys. During these runs, we had a few strange encounters in an area south of Baghdad known as Camp Babylon.
1: Oh, alright.
0: Occupied by French troops, but then designated an archaeological site for obvious reasons, Camp Babylon was set up in the area that was said to originally be inhabited by the famous Tower of Babel. Indeed, there were ruins there that did look like a massive structure once stood at the spot. I had two strange incidents happen to me while passing through there. The first incident seems a bit benign, but sets the mood for the second. We were passing through Camp Babylon in the afternoon one day when our convoy took small arms fire. The SOP at the time, standard operating procedure, was to stop the convoy and return fire. This was because, in the past, such incidents ended up being a long gunman attempting to scare the convoy into running into an IED on the road. Because of this, the SOP changed to stop the convoy, dismount, and return fire. While engineers looked for explosive devices on the road, we scanned the horizon for enemy. Nothing. They most likely fled immediately. However, the ruins around Camp Babylon were alive with shadow figures that seemed to move about the area. Several oh. times we would spot the figures, but they would immediately disappear. Mm. A contractor lying beside me with his weapon commented, how odd that we were in the shadow of Babel and fighting the supernatural. I didn't <laughs> respond, but knew he was 32nd degree mason who was really into the arcane aspects of Babylon, etc. I didn't feel at the time that much was supernatural, but certainly did see the shadowy and bizarrely small figures dart around about the structures. Once the road was deemed clear, we continued on to Baghdad. The second incident occurred about a month later. At this point, the weather in southern Iraq and Kuwait had turned quite cold at night. During this encounter, we had just completed the supply run to Baghdad and were returning back to Camp Doha in Kuwait when a vehicle in our convoy broke down. Once again, we found ourselves right at Camp Babylon. While the army mechanics took a look at the vehicle and the rest of us took up fighting positions around the area, strange things began to occur. It started with a strange light bobbing in the desert. Thinking it was a person with a flashlight, we used NVGs, night vision goggles, to watch. It was simply a glowing ball of light moving towards a set of ruins. After initial contact with the light, a few of us had moved forward, away from the convoy to see what the source was. After seeing it was self-contained and not a person, we were a bit alarmed. Then we heard a sound that I will never forget. A long wailing began from one of the ruined structures slash foundations not far away it sounded like a woman in agony mixed with loneliness
1: oh no that's very specific
0: yep on and on the sounds went while we huddled in the cold and dark wondering what the hell we were listening to with our night vision goggles equipped we used our flashlights to spotlight the ruins if you've ever done this you will know that a normal flashlight with night vision goggles looks like a massive beam of light We scoured the area, but no source of the whales or the ball of light were seen. About this time, we were told via radio that the vehicle was repaired and ready to roll, so we decided to return to the convoy. I was slinging my saw over my shoulder when I noticed a contractor partner was staring at the ruins in horror. He was frozen. I shook him and he snapped out of his stupor, quickly leaving the area with the rest of us. Once we were back at the camp, and it was pleasantly daylight the following morning— Several of us were chatting about the encounter at Camp Babylon before our daily operations briefing. It was then that I remembered the terrified expression on the face of the contractor, so I asked him about it. He was still obviously traumatized by the event, but managed to explain that as we were leaving our positions on the sandy hill, he saw a tall, black figure standing beside the ruins. It was watching us as we were looking for him, her, or it. He said that it felt that he felt an instant wave of despair hit him and thought that he was going to die. He didn't remember leaving the area. His next memory memory was in the Humvee headed back to Kuwait. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Oh, interesting. I I did not read this last paragraph before it seems there's a a last paragraph. So film gorilla apparently is now a nonfiction writer writes about haunted places for Llewellyn publishing and has visited hundreds of reputedly haunted spots we might need to find, Film Guerrilla. Um, and they say, but I'll never forget the wailing figure at the ruins of Babel. It's also worth noting that when I related this story to some of our Pakistani employees at Camp Doha and Camp Ar- oh man, Arifshin, they also were quite horrified. One of them, a translator we called Artie, said we had encountered a jinn or a damned spirit and that we were lucky to be able to tell the tale. I agree.
1: <gasps> yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm. I I don't like dark figures wandering about around me. Yeah, shadow figures are generally uh on my list of notes. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Yep. Mm. I'm awake. Yep. Good thing it's not eight thirty at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I poured wine for a reason and I told uh, you to pour wine. I
1: did warn you. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, so I've got a we're we're weirdly syncing up on these. Ooh. Um, on like haunted places. So mine is from user Jules Lynn and starts off I used to work as a sleep study technician at various sleep clinics, which is also a very weird job, but interesting. Um when I first got the job, a few of my fellow techs warned me about the Haunted clinic. I thought they were joking. They weren't. They told me about the creepy things that would happen there. Some techs refused to work there again. I was already assigned to a couple of clinics and hoped that I would never have to work at the haunted one. It was probably a year into the job when the tech who was working at the clinic quit, and I was asked to take over there starting that same night. Nothing like a quick turnaround. Oh, jeez. Dread started building in the pit of my stomach when I saw that place. It was a creepy old Victorian mansion that was divided up into a bunch of doctor's offices around 130 years old based on the little bit of research I did later. It was originally um, belonging to some prominent local politician way back when. Then it got turned into apartments and then divided up into offices. I told myself it was just an old house. No big deal. I walk into the dark lobby, turned on the lights, and walked up the creaky stairs to the sleep clinic on the second floor. I took a tour of the clinic, getting myself acquainted with it. I felt fine until I got to what was formerly a kitchen and was now used as the storage slash prep room. I started feeling uneasy. Right next door was the final room, which was one of the bedrooms the patients would sleep in. I hated that room. Bad bad vibes as soon as i stepped into it i didn't even believe in places being haunted but that room made me start to consider it it was always so much colder than the rest of the clinic poor insulation i told myself the doors would swing open on their own it's just gravity the doors aren't level i would tell myself i'd hear creaking floorboards when i knew there was no one else in the building just the sleeping patients myself Mm-mm. old houses creak i told myself I would think I saw shadows and lights out of the corner of my eye. Just my imagination, I told myself. That one room kept getting infested with bugs, but never the other rooms. Oh! Ugh. The TV in there kept breaking. The light bulbs kept going out. The sleep study equipment would malfunction. The patients I put put to sleep in that one room would complain. It was too cold. It felt creepy. They felt like they were being watched. No one ever complained about the other bedroom in the clinic. I worked nights in that clinic for a couple years. (gasps) Finally, one day at the end of my shift, I woke up a patient who was sleeping in the problem room. I knew she slept poorly based on her sleep study. I asked her how she was feeling, and she told me she didn't sleep well because she kept dreaming over and over again that there were dead bodies in the (gasps) walls. I could tell she was scared, and I couldn't take it anymore after that. After the patients left, I had to go back into that room and clean it up as I trembled and thought about how I was all alone in the building. When I finished up, I literally ran out of the building to my car. I decided to finally quit. Turns out, I didn't have to. The doctor decided to close that clinic. I only had to work there another two or three nights, and thankfully on those nights I only had one patient, so I was able to put them in the good bedroom and (laughs) completely leave the problem room alone.
0: Did nope. they? I would have been like calling the cops and be like, you need to tear these walls open right now. Right? But especially Ugh. with the bugs thing? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, I hate everything about that. Yeah, not a fan. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> okay. We really are syncing up on these. Um, oh, dear. Okay, so this one is from Dem Danger.
1: Mm. I
0: found the people with the really fun names. I like it. <laughs> okay, so this is Dem Dangers post. So I've had a few experiences before, but these are some of my most recent events, and I will be more than happy to share more. P.S. Here are a few things you should know. This happened over a span of a few weeks. I share a room with my older brother. And outside my room, there is a loft and you cannot stand up in it, and we use it for storage. So, it started around June of last year, and everything was fine. It was around midnight, and I was feeling tired, so I turned my phone off so I could go to sleep. Not even a second went by, and I heard a woman whisper my name, and for a second, I couldn't breathe. Then, when I could, I shot straight up from my bed, and I started breathing heavily. My brother, who was on the opposite side of the room to me, noticed that something was up, so he took off his headphones and asked what was wrong. I told him what happened and he simply replied with, I didn't hear anything, but I was creeped out by this and somehow, but somehow I still managed to get back to sleep. A few weeks later, I was trying to sleep, but a pulsating flash of blue kept reflecting off my wall. I turned to see what it was, but nothing was there. But then right before my eyes, a small black object shot straight past my door. I get out to investigate, but I found nothing. After being confused at what happened, I decided to wash my face in the bathroom. After I Mm. splashed my face with water, I see the same black object dart from my kitchen into the living room from the bathroom mirror, but when I went to check, I could only find my brother watching Netflix while he paints his figures. Uh, I'm guessing it's like D&D figures or
1: something. Oh, I thought you said fingers. I was like, all right, cool. Paint those nails.
0: (laughs) Figures, maybe fingers. Uh, the this user did say that they're not a native English speaker, so possible. Okay. Um, okay. So so I asked if he saw anything, but he didn't, and I stayed with him until he went to bed. A few days later, my brother went to his went to his round went to his girlfriend's house. That's the gist of it. He went to his girlfriend's house and slept over. So I had the room to myself. And one night, I was in bed and turned my phone off so I could go to sleep, just like last time. The woman whispered my name again, but this time was different. Her tone of voice was different. It was as if she was angry at me, and just like last time, I couldn't breathe. But when I could, I was breathing heavily. I stayed awake until about 4am, and then I went to sleep. But this was nothing compared to what happened next. A few days later, I was sleeping, until I was woken up to what sounded like whispering coming from downstairs. What was creepy was that I knew as a matter of fact that everyone is upstairs and asleep. Then the whispers stopped and three banging sounds came from the loft door, which was located just outside my door. Then it continued switching between whispering and the banging, which kept happening in threes, until it just stopped and nothing else happened after that. I told my friend about it the next day, and she believes that it was banging in sets of three six times, and she believes it's a demon— I will never forget oh. what happened that day. PS, sorry for the bad grammar. I can't do English.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: I don't like that story. I I
1: don't like that.
0: Uh sage it, salt it, burn it with fire, cleanse it in any
1: way you can, please. Yep, please. Please. Yeah, okay, we are we are weirdly sinking on these. We really are. <laughs> so this is from <laughs> user assault potato. Which made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So a long time ago in primary slash elementary school, my friend and I came to the school compound on a Sunday to explore. Weird. We came in the wee hours of the morning and coupled with the fact it was Sunday, there was nobody there. We were walking along a corridor on the first floor when suddenly we heard this thunderous noise above us. You know the sound when you drag a chair or a table across the floor? It was exactly that, but it sounded like there was multiple classrooms full of tables and chairs just moving around. It was loud. Very loud. And extremely sudden. There's no reason why anyone would be in the school moving dozens of tables and chairs on their own on a Sunday at about 6 a.m. We stood rooted to the spot, stared at each other for a second then bolted after we got out of the school he asked me if i heard a lady screaming in the corridor i said no he didn't hear the dragging sounds <gasps> so to me cuz that that's it that was the all the story he had uh, oh uh,
0: <laughs> i i have many questions though i need more answers
1: so to me having two people hear two distinctly different things when they're together is way more terrifying than two people hearing the same thing Absolutely, like I, I was like that was such a short story, and I, I know we say this with everyone, but I did not like that story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remind me, get why do we do this? Right, because ugh. we like it.
1: <laughs> yeah, for some unknown reason, we like scaring ourselves. <laughs> we like it, but we hate it, but we like it. Ugh. oh Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh But was... I want to know, like the lady screaming. I. Oh. That... Mm.
0: Especially two such, like, loud noises. Two distinctly yeah. loud noises.
1: And you can't really mix them up. Nope. Like, you can't really mistake one for the other, ever. Ugh. Oh, Gross. Yep. I'm getting nope.
0: shivers. <laughs> okay. So, that's let's see where we're at. Right now. We're doing good. Okay. This is my last story, and it is called Literally Ten Minutes Ago from Da Pain Never Ends. <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> uh. literally da pain. uh but um yet another amazing reddit username da pain never ends i love it your story i don't love okay currently it's two seventeen a.m and there's a red storm outside i got up to play my record player with headphones near my window while putting in my record i noticed something black barely outside from the dim light of my motion sensing light i tried Mm -hmm. focusing on it but it would just stay blurry so i went to go get my glasses when i reached back to the window i saw nothing where this thing was i scoffed and turned around just to see a nine foot tall black humanoid figure standing between my wall and my door oh no (laughs) not this is my least favorite one i saved the worst for last um Not that this has anything to do with the story, but the song that started playing on my phone randomly (laughs) was Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground. I think that has something to do with the story, personally.
1: Um, Yeah, or it's some real good fucking foreshadowing.
0: (laughs) Something about that song coming on, Out of Nowhere, gave me a bad feeling. If you listen to the song, you'll know what I mean. Really? (laughs) (laughs) It's called Dark Was the Night, Cold Was the Ground, for God's sakes. (sighs) Uh. Okay, so... I slowly turn back around, and without turning back, crawl into my bed. I curl up, facing my back towards that thing, and after two minutes of sitting in silence, (laughs) staring at the wall, not blinking, I feel my duvet slowly slide down. No! (laughs) At the angle it was at, there was no possible way it could have just been gravity. It was like someone Uh... was tugging on it lightly. After that... I waited for the song to end and quickly activated my flashlight on my phone to see there was nothing there, but the door I know I had closed was ajar. No. I got up to close it and heard that chilling song come on again. Not caring about waking anyone else, I slammed the door, feeling the wind hit my face. I walked back, turned off that song, contemplated telling someone, but fearing they'd think I'm insane, I'm writing it on here thanks for listening i haven't had any encounters like this before in my life but this day is going to keep me awake for weeks i can remember the face it had clearly it looked like it had these two huge eyes with a smile gaped across with one eye closed and these horrible white teeth anyway thank you
1: (gasps) Ah, nope absolutely not
0: uh yeah and that was five days ago
1: oh that's so much worse
0: It's so much worse. So some people had some helpful comments of start shielding yourself right away. Imagine yourself clothed in light. You can find lots of guided how to's on YouTube and Sage your house. Strong support for the sage. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I that was a horrifying mental picture of what that looks like. I was reading,
0: this is the one I messaged you about that I was, uh, I was down in <laughs> okay. my office working and all of the lights are on, the blinds are open, it's nice outside, but I'm, I'm working and I'm alone in the room and I have a blanket across my lap and I immediately like instinctively started tucking my feet up under the blanket because we all know that's how you are protected from any monsters under the bed is putting your feet under the blanket. They respect the blanket.
1: It's <laughs> It's true. Except if this nine foot humanoid ankles. apparently doesn't. He pulls on the damn blanket. Yeah, I I don't know. There's just something about blankets moving off of you without <gasps> your influence or an animal or something that is incredibly unsettling. Maybe it's because like when you're sleeping or like wrapped up in a blanket, that's a very vulnerable time.
0: Yeah, maybe. I also just don't take my blanket. Yeah, that too. Like I, that's, I like that's my blankets. Blanket. It's mine. <laughs>
1: My truck. <laughs> <laughs> my bubbles. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh, okay, so I have two, and my last one will be a, like a, a funny ish palette cleanser. Yay. <laughs> because I feel like we're going to need it. Because...
0: I really could use one, or five, or 7,000.
1: So I've got Mazaroth 12. Ooh. And mm, again, we're. Doing pretty well on our individual sync-ups here.
0: Oh my gosh, that does not bode well. <laughs>
1: there, There's no shadow figures, oh, at least. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had so still, many of those dis- this time. Still don't like this. I was in high school and watching TV with my mom and dad. Out of the blue, my dad tells me to lock the front door because he's experiencing a feeling of, quote, overwhelming dread. <gasps> Strong start. I was lying on the floor in front of the TV by the door and began laughing in disbelief. He got mad at me. Seeing that he was so serious, I got up and locked it. We continued watching TV. I think we were watching Cheers, like 1987 or 88. Within a few minutes, max 10, the doorknob slowly starts (gasps) turning. It was loud enough that we all looked at it and could see it moving. We looked at each other in horror, and my dad asks, Did you see that? I nod. Slowly, we begin to come back to ourselves and realize that we should get up and look outside. We couldn't see anything as it was dark outside. I was a bit terrified, but my dad opened the door just to make sure no one was there. I don't have any idea why, since that would expose us to whoever it might be, but there was no one and nothing was outside, just an empty driveway. The person or persons had walked away by the time we got up. Cut to about two or three hours later. Mm. I'm in my room, and I hear someone screaming for help and beating on our back sliding glass door. (gasps) It's the next door neighbor's youngest son, who is about 11, I think. They were pretty awesome people. Very kind. Very nice. Anyway, the son was clearly terrified and crying for us to call the police. They had been victims of a home invasion robbery and had been held hostage For the entire time since our doorknob turned. (gasps) My memory is that four men, there might have only been three, I'm not sure, entered their front door, which was open with only a screen door being latched. Bad things happened, but everyone lived. My dad's no psychic, but that's by far the strangest thing I've experienced. I've shared this with roommates who ask why I lock the door every time I enter the house, even in the middle of the day. It creeps me out, so I thought I'd share it anyway. This is the one thing in my life that convinced me that there's more than what we can see, or even a spiritual realm. Why did my dad feel that dread? Why did he take it seriously enough to have me secure the front door? And why, after all of that, did we not take it seriously enough to call the police? I wish we'd done something that would have changed the outcome for the better for our neighbors. To this day, when someone says they have a bad feeling about something, I always take it seriously.
0: Are there people who don't lock their door in the middle of the day? My doors are 100% of the time always locked, but I get those feelings. I've had those kind of, not like the the, clo- the most similar to that. Um, when I was living in LA, I, I was having a really bad feeling. All of my windows and doors were locked per usual, but I, I woke up because there was a helicopter going past and I, I attended USC, uh, which great school, terrible neighborhood. And when there's a helicopter going past with searchlights, it's probably a good idea to stay inside. Yeah, Um, usually. So it was going past, it was right overhead. And the way that I had situated my bedroom, where I put my head on the bed was right next to a window. And the windows were secured with bars on the outside. Again, that's the kind of neighborhood it was. And All I heard, that, and I jolted up in bed, was a loud bang against that window. Oh. And no other sounds happened. Like, it was the only time that happened, and all of my curtains were closed. Everything was locked and secure, and it was a gated apartment. Like, you could get to the window, but you couldn't get in towards the door or anything like that. But, oh my god, I was freaked out. Um, Yeah. I did not sleep the rest of that night. Yeah, that's understandable. Yeah, no, I am a one hundred percent of the time. Like my door gets locked behind me. It is the habit. Whoosh, lock the everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's very understandable. And dowels
0: Again. in the windows and the slider.
1: Yes, always. Which I love that that's like our security feature is we just put a stick in the door, is hey. ignoring the fact that it's a giant glass door. <laughs> but if it works, most people
0: don't want to like bother with breaking the glass. The it whole seems. thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and now there's that, to derail slightly, there's like that security film that oh, you yeah. put on the inside that keeps it from shattering mm-hmm. in one piece. Man, I'm glad I don't have to sleep alone tonight. <laughs> right? Yeah. No kidding.
0: Also very glad I have a dog that would scare people if they heard her barking. Oh, yeah. She does have a big girl bark. She she has 30 pounds of absolute <laughs> demon bark.
1: <laughs> huh. Oh, Coda Bear.
0: Uh she I swear, it's like we got a small dog that has the bark
1: of a mastiff. Yep. She that's could okay. get the cows home. <laughs> <laughs> Alpine has decided he likes to greet people by growling at them because he likes he wants to go up and visit, but he's gonna growl at you. I'm like, you sound like you're gonna take a chunk out of them. They don't wanna pet you. If yep. that's your intent, you're going at it the wrong way, buddy. Yep coda she used to do that she grew out of
0: the grumbling phase now she just uh she'll lay down and get way too hyper as she's laying down she looks calm but her eyes will be intense on only other dogs it's only with dogs and if the dog locks eyes with her then they're both just building up the energy and when they finally get close to each other Uh. it's like well there's a reaction oh well yeah we tried to move uh
1: like try to move along the sidewalk and it happens. Yeah. Okay. Do you want one more scary or one more funny scary? Funny scary, please. Funny scary. I will save the other one for later. Yeah. <laughs> um. Doo, doo, doo. So it's it's a pretty short one, but it is okay. Funny ish. Um. So this is Akasha one five four five zero zero. Ah. My friend and I were sleeping in my parents' room one night when she was over, and it was probably about 3 a.m. Suddenly, we hear a sound like a fart from the corner of the room, (laughs) and distinctly from this one corner. So, I asked my friend if she farted, and of course she says no, as it clearly came from that corner. Thinking, maybe it's my dogs, as they sometimes sleep in my parents' room, I go and check it out, but realize they're not in the room with us. Okay, so that's weird, I thought. And my friend also said she thought she heard a distinct fart, too. <laughs> so we're assuming that maybe we both misheard. Then all of a sudden, an unknown caller starts ringing my phone. And I don't answer because at this point, I'm freaked the fuck out. Yep. After I decline the call, I receive a message from an unknown caller with the same area code as the caller who just called me. The text message is all in Spanish, and me and my friend decided to paste the text into Google Translate. Oh, God. Where it proceeded to say, did you hear that fart? <gasps> Needless to say, we never slept in my parents' room again, and we're convinced that we have a Spanish farting ghost in our presence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah! Yeah, and so they had followed that up, and they're like, to, to clarify, like... I don't have any brothers that would have been pranking me. I do have a sister. She wasn't there, but she was just as amused as I was when I told her, and we both agreed that it was pretty freaky shit. I, oh my
0: gosh. So yeah, funny, but creepy. I almost kind of hoped that it was just like a weird like classmate standing outside a window and farting
1: really loud next to a house. Hi. Uh Yeah. I hope so. But that's a whole other level of creepy. (laughs) But then also, how did they get their phone number? (laughs) I I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not tech savvy enough to be like, you can hide your phone number from a different area code and then all that. I mean, but you could just pick up a quick like burner phone. You You could, but is it really worth it for that kind of a prank?
0: I have no idea how (sighs) much they cost. Hard to
1: say. Also, it just that's such a commitment. (laughs)
0: <laughs> For just, a, fart. just to say For a did you joke. hear that fart <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so yes i i also much prefer the spanish farting ghost
0: mm-hmm. my goodness uh, okay
1: so that was my my precursor to our palate cleansers
0: i love it i need palate cleansers bring me the jokes <laughs> boris bring me the puns i require them anastasia (laughs) i knew woman on taser man she was stunning (laughs) Uh. okay i'll stop my bad accent now (laughs) did you hear about that new shovel it's real groundbreaking Uh. oh dear (laughs) you know i did a performance about puns
1: once really it was just a play on words (laughs) <laughs> what did the duck say when she purchased new lipstick uh what <laughs> put it on my bill <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was trying to think what it could be i didn't even think of bill oh god this is like a two sentence horror story broken puppets for sale no strings attached oh
1: nope
0: right two sentence horror story that's not a pun i mean nope. it is a pun but it's a two sentence but... horror story pun Ugh. So Blake has a joke for us. Okay,
1: put it in my ear. I got it. I got to hear.
0: You don't want to lean in so I can see your face, Blake. Uh,
1: I'm I'm halfway in. <laughs> if there's just a pop filter in the way.
0: Welcome to the podcast, Blake.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, no promises on this one. It is another Blake original. It's Ooh. not as good as my Acapulco uh... patella. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I love saying that. It's so good. All right. Uh, what? Is a lumberjack's favorite type of lizard? Oh,
0: I am not sure.
1: It's an axolotl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> All right. That's what I'm here for. Hope you enjoy.
0: I did uh, enjoy. Thanks, Blake. <laughs> uh, oh, Blake. Right in the jokes.
1: Let's see. <clears>
0: Have <throat> he you heard the theory on inertia? No. Never seems to gain momentum.
1: Ah, you're not wrong. (laughs) Oh, that's that's silly. Did you hear about that cheese factory that exploded in France? No. There was nothing left but debris. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had brie today. I love brie. I love brie. It's it's probably my favorite thing
0: that we have on our uh, wedding menu. Mm. Baked brie. In phyllo with fig jam. Oh, Ooh, perfect! It's gonna be delicious.
1: Uh, what did the mayonnaise say when someone opened the refrigerator? Go away! <laughs> hey, close the door. I'm dressing. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Mayonnaise is dressing? Yes. Yeah, you oh, can. Dear. Yeah, don't. I disagree. But
0: that might yep. be another two sentence horror story. <laughs> Yep. America, what have you done?
1: <laughs> I used to wonder why frisbees looked bigger the closer they came. <laughs> then it hit me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. okay, so fun story very quickly. Uh, we were at the park with Coda today playing frisbee, and <laughs> this little family like runs past us. It's like two kids and their parents, and they whip out a boomerang. And I just hear them go... I've never used this. I don't know how to do it. And then they just oh. ring the boomerang off. I'm just like, you don't know how to use it, and you just threw it. You know it's going to come back towards your face, right? Right. That's how they work. They got lucky that I went and hit a tree instead.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Mm hmm.
1: Oh, let's see.
0: Yeah, I really think you should buy a donkey. I do too. I think you might get a kick out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but seriously, I really do want a donkey. Please get delightful. one. O-
0: they are wonderful little weirdos. They're big old ears.
1: Uh, they're just happy donkeys are some of the sweetest things.
0: Okay. Do you oh. remember <clears throat> um along like Brownsville Highway Yes, the guy who had the donkey? With the donkey with the curly tree.
1: Yes. I yes, loved that I do. donkey. Yeah. And yeah, I I'm sad when I drive by there and he's not there anymore. Well. But age is a thing.
0: Yeah. TLDR, there was a, I mean, TLD, listen, uh, there was <laughs> close to where Anastasia and I grew up at one point in time, a donkey that would always be out in his yard grazing about whenever we went by. I loved that donkey. I did too.
1: So did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? No. He just needed a little space.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one is courtesy of Katie. Oh, thank you, and Katie. I I love her jokes. <laughs> uh, if watermelon exists, then why doesn't earthmelon, firemelon, and airmelon? They could be the Ella melons. Oh dear. Uh, that one sounds shickle. like Blake wrote it. And that one was another Katie post, but it did have a really cute graphic that went along with it.
0: Oh, that is really cute. We should post that to the Instagram. Uh,
1: it's adorable. We'll save it.
0: Anything that includes a comic that goes along with it, I am a fan of. I love me some comics. Me too. <laughs> Two and ten has got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception
1: was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> uh which funny enough, that is like a big deciding factor when we're house hunting is you pull out your phone, you're like I have no reception here. <laughs> uh I have
0: found because i didn't like we did that test but like the place that we ended <laughs> up buying i don't have great phone reception like in my office there are a few mm-hmm. spots here or there but what i found is it doesn't actually matter that much because most of the time i'm on i'm on wi-fi and very few people mm-hmm. actually call me
1: that's nice
0: yeah it's wonderful i strongly recommend having people not call you i agree did you hear that little grumble
1: i did <laughs>
0: <laughs> Puppy noise- <laughs>
1: Was she having puppy dreams?
0: She's having little puppy dreams.
1: Oh, Coda Bear!
0: She fell asleep so fast.
1: That that was fast. I <laughs> thought she was like grumbling because you weren't playing with her.
0: <laughs> no, just immediately to sleep. Ah. <laughs> uh. so cute! Oh the, my gosh! The sleepy pups. Okay, get that good rest, sleep, Coda. Ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, she's got the good puppy barks. She
0: does. You know, getting paid to sleep would be my dream job. Oh, yours and mine both. <laughs> you know, my spouse told me to stop speaking in numbers, but I didn't want to. <laughs> uh, I'm going to end my bits on that one. I like that one.
1: Ooh. have, have had a dark ending? Okay. <laughs> I saw an ad for burial plots, and I thought... That's the last thing I need. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, on, on that note. <laughs> uh. Oh goodness.
0: Wow, man, oh, we really goodness. found like the dark puns this
1: week, didn't we? We did. Oh, and some really, truly creepy stories. So creepy. Reddit has a wealth of horror. They. They really do. I was and very also, sad. Listeners, if you have any, please feel free to send them to us and we will share your stories because we enjoy hearing from you. It's true. Or if if you just want to send us more puns, join that Katie. also Be wonderful. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and also give us ideas for merchandise because we've had people asking about it and...
0: We're thinking about it.
1: We're thinking. <laughs> we're thinking.
0: Also, I just kind of want a water bottle or wine glass right? For Wait Me to too. Panic.
1: Yeah. And maybe a t-shirt or two.
0: Yeah. Ideas. Many ideas. I was going to say something to you, and I don't remember
1: what it was. <clears throat> yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. We're good at that. That's on bread. <laughs> well,
0: on that note, <laughs> that's all for this week. Thanks for listening, and check back next Sunday for another episode. If you need some extra spookums, check out our mini-stories at waittopanic.com, com. And as always, if you have a story or pun to share, send us an email at wait to panic at gmail.com. Make good choices, and remember, wait, wait to, to panic. panic.